At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Happy Labor Day, everyone. And of course, Labor Day falling on the Monday after the jobs report is a good thing because that gives us an opportunity to spend time with the chief economists at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities and our regular correspondent every month when the jobs report comes out to talk about the jobs numbers. Uh, we have a bit of news, but should not really be a surprise to anyone. We've been kind of forecasting this is the direction this may go. CenterOnBudget.org's Chad Stone joins us once again. Chad, how are you, buddy? I'm well, Mark. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. So, a uh, big dip um, in August numbers, but we can probably attribute that to Delta, can't we? Well, I think that's right. So, so the the jobs number came in um, at two hundred and thirty five thousand jobs, um, government and 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 private payroll, um, and that was that was well below expectations. Um, but expectations, it's it's. Always hard to uh, guess the future or, or what or what's going to be the report on the previous month, um, but this was particularly stunning. Um, however, it's not a surprise necessarily because we've seen we've, we saw a month like this before earlier in the year when it was much below expectations, and then just last month uh, we had what turns out with revisions a million jobs created. So there are fluctuations, and on average we've had five hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. Dollars, five hundred eighty-six thousand jobs a month created so far this year, which is a pretty decent pace. So the jobs recovery has been going along, but um, as as the earlier strains of the virus threw a monkey wrench in, in job creation, I mean, it, it caused us to have a major recession initially, and then it slowed us down uh, late last year. Um, the 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 Delta and Delta, the Delta variant and how we're dealing with it or not dealing with it, depending on where you live, is um, is a major creates major uncertainty for people. It creates major uncertainty about going back to school, um, their health and safety uh, concerns, and so uncertainty has has certainly had an effect. Um, not sure that it's going to. I think this is a low. I don't think we'll see another 
low like this for a while. I think we'll get back closer to the to the five hundred thousand or maybe more. But um, it's a reminder that what we should have remembered all along is that recoveries happen in fits and starts, especially this one because of all the other variables and all the uncertainties. So um, it's it's a hit it's a hit to expectations and it's a hit and you know coming after a very large jobs report it it feels very disappointing. But yeah. um, I, I I expect we'll we'll bounce back some. And maybe maybe even more depends how things go with the virus. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, all the years we've been doing this together, we you know we know we've talked about a lot of different things that affect jobs uh, decline, job growth. But this is this is a historic first. We're dealing with a variable that is just so unpredictable. So, um, I mean, that's clear. So, but I have to ask you this because we always go here too. This is this was just August. We know, you know, about school closings and how that impacted jobs at the state and local level. What did state and local jobs do in August? Because that's a key month as schools are beginning to reopen. Did they dip as well? Well, with schools reopening, um, we, we should have expected um, it, it to go up. Um, but but that the, a normal going up in the at the end of the summer is taken into account in the data in normal years uh, with what's called seasonal adjustment, which means that that you anticipate how much is just normal cyclical, and what you're measuring with seasonally adjusted data is the the increase or decrease below what you expect based on seasonal factors, and uh, but seasonal factors and and the way schools have been opening and closing um, in in the pandemic. Um, is is out of whack, and so there's a lot. And, and in fact, I'm, I'm going to quote from the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, jobs report: Recent employment changes are challenging to interpret. Normal seasonal hiring problems have been distorted by the pandemic. And so, uh, when 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 the people doing the the calculations say the results are difficult to interpret, um, uh, what are we to do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but but. Um, there was there there were there was not not much of a gain and and and, le and less of a gain i guess than than was expected um and, yeah. and varied a little bit between state and uh local education in particular well and well that's significant chad because i think people were were looking to more uh but i think the other variableness i think we have to keep in mind and and this is probably some analysis that's going to take some time to call. You have a Delta variant that is affecting in several ways, including, and we look at state and local education. You know, we just uh, we're talking with Randy Weingarten of the uh, American Federation of Teachers. As employers are mandating masks and vaccinations, that's also going to affect whether people are going to go back to work and some people are making different types of choices. So in some school districts, she was in Florida the other day. And so there's a fight in Florida. The governor says, don't wear masks. And so some teachable women, I'm not going back to work. And then some are defying and wearing masks. So it, it's an interesting thing is it's, it's this ultimately over time is going to boil down to boil down to a question on at all levels of employment about what employers are going to require and to what extent employees want to comply 
and then those who don't, whether or not they'll be able to uh, to keep their jobs. So, I mean, that's a whole nother variable in this yeah. long term, isn't it? Yeah. So, and that's exactly right. And there's there's, a, there's actually um, three three different uh, there, there's there's state employment, and that in education, state employment is is a lot state colleges and universities. There's there's local, which we know about, and then there's private education, and a lot of that is. Um, is uh, private universities, private colleges, but also training pro training schools and things like that, and and those were up um, some, and that's possibly mm. possibly because more private universities are requiring masking and and so forth, and are and have been closed for for a year in many cases and have reopened now. Yeah, some of them already, I I believe, if you read the news, are are already running into um, to outbreaks that. Yeah, yeah. In, in dormitory. I mean, I guess, I guess they can control it in classrooms, but not so well in dormitories. So there's lots of lots of uncertainty um, in in both the real world and in the data. <laughs> More MIP after this message, folks. Um, um, a lot of the numbers you can see for yourselves in, in Chad's monthly thread. Chad CBPP on Twitter. Folks, you should really follow that. Chad CBPP. And then the charts hit make it easier to understand than me um, sharing with you a narrative. But just to highlight a few things um, $5.3 million jobs deficit uh, compared with February of 2020. We should just keep that in mind and be very, very sober about that. So this is, we've got to rebuild from that. Mark, I think we both have money on the mind. You said five point three million dollar. Did I say bit? Yeah, man. What? What? Yeah, five point three million jobs. I, yeah. I did it just before. Yeah, right. I don't know what Chad. I don't know why Chad and I are talking about money. Maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe something's about to happen good for Chad and me. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so old school folks would would listen to this show and go out and play a number based on our conversation. Uh, <laughs> Labor force participation rate unchanged um, in this month's report, um, 61.7%, uh, 1.6 percentage points below February of 2020. Uh, the more realistic, as you write, unemployment rate is the 7.8% uh, when we're dealing with workers who are misclassified as working rather than Unemployed, and we know that the the official unemployment rate is always a little lower than the more realistic one. Um, the uh, share of the population with a job uh, up 0.1 percent, one percentage point to 58.5 percent in the month of August, but it was 61.1, of course, in February uh, 2020. Um, but but here's the thing. Uh, that we really want to highlight this month, um, the pandemic unemployment assistance, that's about to run out. Am I correct? Uh, you're correct. Um, so all of, all of the federal, fully federally funded um, unemployment insurance programs that supplement the regular state unemployment insurance system, which which half the half the states have already eliminated. Um, they'll all be gone September sixth, and that and so the pandemic unemployment assistance is um, it gets it gets identified as being for gig workers, and then they are part of it. But it's also for people who 
because the uh, regular state unemployment insurance system has overly restrictive requirements for receiving unemployment insurance, the pandemic unemployment assistance program was created to bring in people who lost a job through no fault of their own, which unemployment insurance is supposed to serve, um, but didn't get it through their state. They did get it through, through the PUA program, the pandemic unemployment assistance program. Additional weeks of unemployment for people who exhaust their, who are in the regular program, but exhaust their regular benefits, the so-called pandemic uh, emergency unemployment compensation, which um, was extra weeks that made sure that nobody who exhausted their regular unemployment insurance over the course of, from, from, from way back in March of 2020 through September 6th, Nobody, nobody who exhausted regular state unemployment insurance lost benefits because they they had this this right. emergency, and the supplement to benefits one, at one point six hundred dollars a week, um, currently three hundred dollars a week. That goes away as well. So, um, lots and lots of of unemployed workers are going to be left with nothing. Um, after September, who, who are currently on unemployment insurance will be left with nothing um, uh, after this week. This week is the last week for receiving um, the federal programs. Do we have an idea what that number is? How many how many millions of people we're looking at? Um, it's it's over ten million, I think. Jesus, uh, yeah. Uh, 10, so, ten million claims. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, um. The number is tricky because the data are bad, and and the, mm -hmm. the most recent claims data we have is is three weeks old. So uh, we don't we don't know for sure what the number what the number is going to be this week. But it's it's a non trivial number, and it's it's in the it's in the it's in the several millions. So any, I've not seen any. Um, news about that being addressed. I mean, is that something the, the executive branch can do or does the legislative branch need to get involved before the end of the week? Um, I, I don't see anything happening before the end of the week. The legislative branch um, would need to would need to be involved. Um, well, I, well, let me take that back. Um, there's the executive branch did do one small thing already, which is they said that if if your state has received has money left over and and most do from the state fiscal assistance that was provided um, to states, um, you can use it to, to continue unemployment insurance assistance, the, federal, the, the, the that emergency unemployment assistance. However, um, haven't seen any states take them up on that which they just announced uh, a week or so ago. I haven't seen any states take them up on it. So I think, I think we really are headed for a cliff and, and nothing, nothing is in the pipeline uh, for addressing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, something's gotta happen. Yeah, uh, I, think, I, I think an important thing, this, this is an important lesson that makes it more urgent than ever that we get busy enacting permanent unemployment insurance reform so that you don't need a PUA program uh, because 
because more people will, will be eligible for benefits. You won't need a, a federal supplement because, because reformed unemployment insurance system will have higher benefit levels, higher replacement rates of lost earnings, and we'll have a mechanism for pro providing additional weeks of unemployment insurance when uh, per, a worker is in a state with high unemployment. Those things are, um, are, are needed um, because even, you know, eventually the economy is going to be in good shape again, like it was in, in 2019 with, with um, pretty low unemployment and pretty low unemployment insurance. Um, but people lose their jobs, even in the best of economies. And you want a better unemployment insurance system than we have for taking care of them, especially lower wage workers living in states with really crummy unemployment, state unemployment insurance systems. So that, yeah. that's, that's my rant for reform. Yeah. Well, and you've been ranting about that for a while. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, and that needs to be addressed. That needs to be, uh, that needs to be looked at. More MIP after this message. Uh, we dare not make any predictions for the month of September with this variant being what it is. I mean, I don't see how anybody really can. We just have to see what happens. Um, and now that we are aware of, of the unemployment piece. So this is happening simultaneously as the moratorium on evictions is, I guess, expiring or under attack. Under attack, yeah. We're we're in some um, we're in some murky waters. Yeah. Oh, one one thing that we haven't talked about this time, uh, which is different, is the leisure and hospitality industry. Okay. Which which sank in the in the depression in the recession, um, recovered and was one of the leading job creating sectors, even though it was still well below. Well, it was unchanged in. Um, in August, leisure and hospitality employment was unchanged, meaning that um, basically people were not going out. Pe people were not increasingly going out to restaurants and and uh, and uh, and bars and things. Uh, 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 There's a little little uptick in recreation. Uh, you may notice that the stadiums are a little fuller for the games, but um, which which is in the leisure and hospitality sector. Um, and um, but but um, the the that eating and drinking places uh, and, uh, and food away from home uh, or, or not. Yeah. yeah. And, and Hey, let's face it. Th this is, this is the last, this, this is the last weekend of the summer, so to speak. Yeah. So travel does go down, uh, vacationing, going out, the weather's going to start to change. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not like Legion hospitality, I, I don't know that that really starts picking back up again until the holidays. And we don't even know what the holidays are going to do with this variant. Right. So, so, so assuming, assuming we, we, we have accelerating progress in, in addressing the variant, um, then, then we, that, that can, that can be helpful because, because you can, you, you, you can, you can go out with distancing to, to, to restaurants and so forth. But, but, um, and without that, um, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, folks, this is, uh, this is a report that is not as positive as the one we talked about last month. But again, I don't know how anyone can really be uh, uh, surprised uh, at this point.
with the unpredictability of this Delta variant and uh, what have you. But but obviously, as Chad is pointing out, and if this has never been a priority, it has to be a priority now. This unemployment, um, this unemployment money is running out, and you can't have people with no money and no protection from eviction. Uh, what does that do in the middle of a pandemic? That would be devastating and beget even more crises on top of the crises we already have. Some things just need to be fixed so the crises doesn't expand uh, any more than it already has. So folks, you all ought to listen, those of you in positions of policymaking and power. Chad's been saying this to us for months. You all ought to listen and, and read what he's written and the center has written at centeronbudget.org. Um, something is going to have 10 million people, a lot of people, to be in jeopardy of losing unemployment benefits. And we don't even know how many millions are in jeopardy of losing their, their places to live. Um, I get it. Some people felt like this thing would be over and we're just ready to run right back it. But it's clear that's not happening. Delta is something else. And then there's something else out there called Lambda. We don't know a lot about. This is going to be our new reality for a minute. Um, and policymakers need to stop being in denial about that. Quite frankly, Chad, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, well, to be clear about a couple of things, um, there, there is a, a, a big program that President Biden and the Democrats in Congress are putting together that addresses lots of things and is transformative in many ways. Um, and, but, but this unemployment crisis um, is this unemployment cliff, unemployment insurance cliff um, is, is an issue for, for a, an important group of vulnerable people. And on the overall jobs picture, um, yes, this is disappointing, but the numbers are still going up and the unemployment, yeah. rate, the unemployment rate is coming down and the, and the numbers are going up. It's just not as fast as we would like to, uh, to, 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 ha to have the, to have the econ economic improvements help with reducing the need for unemployment insurance. But, we, but there's still, we're still facing the cliff. That's, that's, that is there. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, uh, please be sure to follow Chad's epic and informative threads. If you really want to get into it, you should. You should know all the numbers. At Chad CBPP on Twitter. And then also go to centeronbudget.org to stay informed. Chad, thank you. I hope you and everyone on your team and everybody listening has the best Labor Day you can have. Thanks, and you too. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Make It Plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.